think it's for real. Uh, sorry guys, that was uh, just the worst day. But we're back and for the 21st podcast, I hope you guys are still around. Joining me is Arnab. Arnab, there. What's up? Sorry for the delay guys, but we are here. Uh, and like, we are late and yes, just like Thanos, aren't we? Hey, Thanos isn't late. He's just in time to fuck shit up. He, he took five years, man. Come on, he was sitting on his ass for five years. Hey, I mean, I mean, come on. You really need to. You really need to take your time to find all these stones and like that shit. Indeed, indeed. And guys, just in case Spoilers are going to be there flooding around on Facebook. So do yourself a favor. The decreed hour right is now. come. We're going to get into this in You Have Been Warned. Three, Set forth with two, my blessing, one, Prince Noctis. Arnab, everybody dies. Thank you. Your Majesty. First of all, it just starts off with like Thanos stabbing Heimdall through the chest. Like what the right what? Yeah, I know, I know. I just really, really want to start yeah at the starting because it takes place right after how Ragnarok ended, right? And exactly after that ended on this. You know, it was this really fun road trip kind of movie, and it ended on this upbeat note that Asgard well, is not the place. Princes the will be well, princes. Well, apparently it's not even a people so now much because everything is protocol. gone. And Not like you had to deliver a formal address. Like Asgard is uh, a people right now. It's basically a person because, well, Thor is literally the last Asgard. Yeah, let's just talk uh, about that. Let's just talk about that, right? Uh, you, I fear I have left too know, much unsaid. You place a great burden on those who would bear with you. First five minutes, <laughs> you ever want to talk? Thanos. I ask not that you guide my wayward son, merely that you remain at his side. Indeed, Your Grace. We'll see the Prince to Altissia if it's the last thing we see. What he said. Hate to break this up, but of course got the motor running. Drados, in your hands. And another thing. Do mind your manners around your charming bride-to-be. Like, you know, come full circle. Your so Majesty as well. Try to mind yours around our esteemed guests from Niflheim. You have no cause for concern, nor do you. Take your Once you set forth, like, you cannot turn back. If you think I would? I need only know that you are ready to leave home behind. Don't know about you, but I'm ready as I'll ever be. Take care on the long road. Wheresoever you should go, 
The line of Lucius I mean, goes with you. He is the god of mischief. Now he thinks oh, that Thor. he is always a step ahead of everyone. But this is Thanos. Even Loki knows that. So I think it it wasn't it wasn't like him trying to outdo Thanos. It was more of a desperation move, knowing that. I mean, what would you do in the face of sure death? You would take your last shot, right? Yeah. So that was basically Loki just, I don't know, trying his best to at least save his brother, I guess. I mean, come on. We saw him redeem himself in Ragnarok in a pretty epic fashion where he saved everyone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, even at the last moment, Loki... Even Thor couldn't understand what his motives were. Like when Loki presented the Tesseract to Thanos, even uh, Thor was like, "You truly are the worst brother." And he just turns around and says, "Then you don't know me." Like that kind of thing. So even till the end, Loki was Loki. He kept everyone on their toes, and he stayed faithful to his character. But one thing I would say that I absolutely loved the part where he. Finally, he drops his whole. Oh, I'm the uh, rightful owner of uh, rightful king of Jotunheim. He finally addresses himself as Odin's son. That that kind of really took me. It's like yeah, I I expected this, but not this late in the move uh, in the whole MC universe. That was a good throwback, and I absolutely love Hiddleston in that. It, it like, was a brutal death. That was too. brilliant. It was brutal death it, too. And it, was it really a... sets up how serious things would get on from there and out. Yeah, it's it's like, uh, I mean, uh, right, after, right after I got out of the theater, I checked into Facebook and I was like, you know what? The hype is real. The movie is proper. Like, and immediately I see a couple of other posts saying, oh, wow, the stake, like what were people saying when the stakes are high? This felt nothing at all. I'm like, uh, well, if you have been following the MCU for the last 10 years, you would know just exactly how high the stakes are when someone like Loki and Heimdall, they die in the first five minutes of the movie. Like, they have been the staple characters for, like, what? A major arc for the last eight years I guess and I guess. they just die yeah they just uh, die in the first five minutes that's that's high, uh, that's high uh, stakes. Like, and, but let's move on to what happens after that you have Thanos yeah, versus yeah. Xander and then uh, you know uh, you go down to earth and you see Tony Stark finally making bows to you know talking about marriage with Pepper Potts but it gets interrupted as immediately immediately Doctor Strange crashes the party and says well there's some shit going down because Hulk lands on the Sanctum Santorium, right? Yeah, so, uh, like, the the transitioning, I think, uh, like, how I would say that, I don't know, I mean, I would have really liked to see how Thanos engaged the Xandarians and how he got the, I think that was the Power Stone from them. Yeah, that was the but, Power Stone. Yeah, but that was kind of, like, you know, skipped a bit, I guess. Like, Russo's didn't exactly plan for bringing Xandar. Hmm. until we actually i don't know i think he's still waiting for captain marvel for that part because marvel is going to be i think a bit related to that so um, yeah apart from that it it like went straight into uh, pepper uh, like tony and pepper uh, tony making good on his part 
like you know proposing to pepper and like announcing their marriage full on and mm. immediately like doctor strange is like uh, stark we need your help and all that shebang and fast forward into the next 3 minutes we see tony stark leaning on the cauldron of the cosmos and talking about like you know how archaic strange's english is and all hell breaks loose as none other than ebony maw and you know, what was that black dwarf or uh what was that i think yeah, ebony, there was something ebony maw proxima midnight everything oh no no it wasn't proxima midnight it was the it, other it was it was the big it, yeah, it was, guy, yeah yeah it was ebony maw and uh, i think uh i think he's called the black dwarf yeah, or the black like dwarf. i i don't remember but yeah the ebony maw though uh guy was frightening with this whole chanting the almost religious devout of uh, thanos when when he entered yeah. yeah so like i i would like still say that uh the rusas could have done much more with uh, the black order they kind of like you know yeah they sold them a bit low i mean yeah they, uh, they weren't as effective as you'd think despite them being used better than the other minions that uh, marvel has used not not as well as i would yeah, have expected yeah it, it's no, it's not like their comic book counterparts where ebony more literally like quite literally made a stooge out of uh, doctor strange and like you know made him a, made him into a spy mm-hmm. but still like i i really like the fact that ebony more was still just as much a psychological abuser as you know he was in the physical and mystical arts in the sense that he was using Uh, like you know acupuncture needles to torture strange yeah yeah like doctor strange he's a master of the surgery and everything he knows about microsurgery and he's getting tortured with microsurgery needles by ebony mo that psychological warfare right there right there that would, that's yeah let's just like, double yeah. back in here at this point you uh, this is where i clearly see russo brothers handling things so well because uh the thing split up into two parts here right you still see that tony stark hasn't come in terms with captain america it hasn't res- been resolved yet and yeah definitely at this point things separate off into two arcs right there's the thing that's going on on the ground as uh, you know uh, people head for vision and you see captain america appear there in all his badassery and then uh, uh, iron man uh, spider man and doctor strange going on together with the space expedition it 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 goes off into these two different plot arcs at that point would uh, tell me a bit more about this anubin how you felt about that uh, i don't think i don't think it was a like a two sided arc in the sense that like you know there there were two distinct teams i think there were three distinct teams in that sense because oh yeah thor was there as well behind with for, his own arc yeah thor uh, groot and rocket raccoon went off to their own arc in the sense that thor had to find a weapon like worthy enough to fit uh, worthy enough for a king because right. well he's the king of asgard and he need he needs a new weapon to kill thanos but before that so, yeah uh, i just wanted sorry for interrupting but before that this is where uh, this is where i wanted to uh, focus on the part where these guys had embodied the character so much that when you see iron man doctor strange spiderman together or when you see Uh, Thor and uh, Stala together. I don't even know if it was improv, or it was scripted, but the characters bounce off so well together in those moments. I would say that you know uh, Stark. Uh, I think I think I would say that the chemistry between Stark, uh, 
Peter and uh, Strange was more dynamic than uh, Thor, Quill, and the other Guardians. What what made you think well, that? Yeah, mostly because like you would see uh, Stark and Strange together, and they are completely mirror. Like they are the same characters, right? Yeah, and immediately immediately right off the bat they get into like you know uh, it's a battle between two egos and you could see that the friction was building but they realized that a greater threat was looming and but it was uh, yeah not, but that was also it, a great time where uh, for marvel to even divide uh, make it clear that to the audience that these guys might be similar but at the same time they're two completely different personalities because if you look at Tony yeah, Stark exactly. he's more a beat party kind of guy with a sarcasm whereas Doctor Strange is like I know way too much to even bother with this shit right now this, so therefore yeah, so, yeah exactly it's like they still have their own distinct flavors even though they are both the same egotistical maniacs at the very root of their existence but again, coming back to like Peter Quill and Thor, I don't know what has changed since like Guardians of the Galaxy one. Like James Gunn and like both, uh, if anyone like remembers that James Gunn still has the ownership of writing his characters into like you know other franchises. So Russo's might have had like inputs over uh, how Quill's uh, character is portrayed, but. Gunn wrote the main script uh, script of like Quill. So Quill, since Guardians uh, GOTG Volume Two, has been uh, like has been this insufferable little idiot. You think he's insufferable? He, I, I I thought that was quite charming the way he behaves, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was trying to like you know be the like he he sees the alpha male for. Yeah. He's the god of thunder, and he's trying to like you know one up uh, Thor, but it it it's clearly not working. That was fun until like you know later on, but we'll get to that part later. Whereas I would say that Rocket Raccoon, he showed a tremendous amount of character development where he understood like he had to like you know choose his own side and own destiny, and he went off with Thor. To like you know uh, help Thor get his own weapon and be a part of that as well. So uh, three teams are already being formed. Is that one team is in the ground as you said, Wakanda, uh, the forming in Wakanda surrounding Vision. The second team is forming around Doctor Strange, keeping like surrounding the time gem, and the third team is forming around Thor. And if you notice that the Avengers, the Guardians, and everyone, they are being distributed across the three factions. Exactly. Like the Avengers, the Avengers are not the Avengers. They are spread out. The Guardians are spread out, and everyone else is just taking their own share of sc- uh, like screen space. And this Even is what though, I really app- oh yeah sorry continue what you were saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Even though everyone is a blockbuster character in their own right everyone still has their own share and everyone is getting to interact with new characters so we are seeing we're constantly seeing character development we're constantly seeing new development new relationships happening 
it still keeps the film fresh it no, still keeps so, the yeah so this is what i th- uh, i was thinking of because uh, the biggest compliment i can give to this movie is it never at a point it felt like a superhero movie in that particular thing i always it reminded me of lord of the rings in, if i if i have to put any uh, sort of analogy because there too you you have people divided into factions right but it's not about a pers- particular character taking precedence it's a single exactly, exactly. plot and through line and everybody going about their own way to achieve that right and in this case in infinity war if it has to be done if it ha- if you really have to put it in perspective it has to be said that this is thanos's movie this is his quest to attain all the infinity stones and everybody else's way to stop him so once you see it through his perspective things fall more linearly i believe and so if we put it in that let's just take a moment to talk about thanos shelby the big bad himself yeah um speaking of thanos i mean it's a very distinct uh, like you know a step in a different direction from whatever his comic book counterpart is if anyone remembers his comic book counterpart he wanted to bone uh, death basically yeah yeah basically basically the guy wanted to like you know impress death have like her babies i guess i would i don't I know would, how that would work but yeah it's it's mar it's marvel and it's comic book it's can it can happen like okay. we do not want Never to mind. even that yeah but his yeah. motivations are much more i i, I don't know, want to know if i felt he was right that be a weird way but when one when he goes about uh talking about you know how he's basically talking about the world the universe is too populated i need to like without discrimination completely dispassionately erase half of the people and the way he yeah, says so, yeah like it's a complete antithesis of whatever he's in the comic books in the comic books he's quoting death in Hmm. the mcu ironically he's kind of courting life in hmm. a way but it's a very genocidal many like it's a very i would like what what's the word megalomaniac he, megalomaniac he, he yeah. is a he's a megalomaniac and he is courting life in a very twisted and fucked up way so he thinks he's right but he ain't right yeah no. so it's it's in everyone's good will and like you know good for health kind of thing that he wants to like erase the world and everyone wants to stop him which i completely and, get and i keep saying that the best kinds of villains are the ones who think that they're actually doing good who are completely convinced in their mind that they're doing something good for the for the whole world and for the whole universe in this case yeah and thanos was like he was single mindedly focused in wiping half of everything but he wouldn't even let gamora are... stand in his way and it actually showed that he actually cared for her yeah and like but one thing was though that like we were expecting some things like even thanos with his own preaching of like oh look at me i will only eliminate half of everything he didn't stick to that plan did he but, but How? like uh he erased he pretty much erased all the as guardians like there are no as guardians i mean left. uh so it's not like uh i i believe he does go about in a half a way but if you stand in my way i'm just going to eliminate you that's the thing You're yeah not, so yeah even even no even not in that way because remember etri the king of the dwarves there were 300 dwarves uh left when thanos invaded uh 
what was that? Uh, Nidavellir, right? Right. So when Thanos invaded Nidavellir, there were three hundred left. After creating the infin- Infinity Gauntlet, he killed like you know every one of uh, them except Eitri, because um, well, because he can. Right. So that was one thing that I didn't get because Thanos was. uh being inconsistent with his like you uh, know self righteous uh, crusade even well, that's that's mostly uh, a very villain thing to do right well you say yourself uh, you you're going about this ideal but you more or less do not stick to it you bend it according to your will whenever as and when time is convenient right yeah so yeah i know i mean that's that that is what i'm getting at is like that even though villains like no no matter how much they preach and pray their own logic and their own agenda to be righteous and grandier than others it's still the same thing they just they're just like you know self-serving and egomaniacal so that i think i i think i get just, what why with, with those people who are sympathizing with thanos just understand the fact that yeah he wasn't li- completely living up to his own ideals so at many points yeah exactly like there are people who are saying Oh look Thanos is just a perfect villain it's like no he's not the perfect villain he's just a very good villain that is still in the making like he still has one movie to completely remold his character and all that like no i, I believe when yeah. you say perfect villain as in he works as a complete antagonist i don't mean they may yeah. yeah in that respect yes definitely he's right up there at top i don't know why you he he Yeah, he's he still he still has one more movie left to his own entire character. I mean, like, I dude, would... I mean, which other superhero movie ends with the with the villain just smiling and like con- completely being victorious? It's just yeah, it's like it's like uh, like I was saying the moment I came out of the theaters, I was just repeatedly typing on every form of social media. It's like, oh my god, the Russos made the cliffhangers good again. Right, like that's that's the only thing I could come up with is like how the Russos handled the I mean, anger. Yeah, and this is also like, another reason where we say Marvel keeps evolving and learning from its mistakes. Right? Uh, let's just say where I I am very critical of the Phase One movies. I never thought they were any good. Uh, phase Two was a wonky period. Phase Three was when Marvel really started becoming uh, getting its own voice with all its characters. Right? And they slowly started uh, uh, you know addressing the villain problem. Right? and they were along with vulture with ego with uh, with killmonger and they were like you know what with, you, you people are like you criti- yeah you criti- yeah, you're you're forgetting baron zemo yeah baron He's... zemo was pretty cool as well yeah thanks He's for reminding first. me yeah thanks for reminding me about that by the way and i'm just saying uh, this was pretty much marvel saying oh what you're criticizing us for villains let let me let's just bring thanos and let's have him win Let's have him completely demolish the Avengers without a competition, right? Yeah. Oh, can't say enough about Avengers. So let let's get on to this the stones and this very interesting cameo by one of the first villains of Marvel. Did you see that coming, <laughs> by the way? I well, since I had already read the spoilers, I did. What a guy! The mom the moment. Uh, like you know that hooded character started talking in a, in a accent i was like well this is getting interesting is this who i think it is or is this just like you know 
the stone playing yeah, something. Yeah, he comes across like a dementor, so, and the moment I saw his face, first thing I thought was, is that Darth Maul? Yeah, I was Are like, actually, oh my god, thought, they I, actually did it. No, I actually thought it was Darth Maul first. I was like, what? Is, is this connected to Star Wars now? I, I, then I was like, okay, fine, he doesn't have a nose. Okay, fine, that's Red Skull. And then I was like, what the fuck, what's Red Skull doing here? What is he? How, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, there was one thing that I didn't like about Red Skull is that Hugo Weaving wasn't Red Skull. If you if you had noticed, I noticed that the accent was a bit different. But then again, I I it wasn't a huge deal for me. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess it's still not a huge deal for any of us who followed like the entire Infinity Saga till now. It's just that, like, you know, if Hugo Weaving would have been there, it would have been just so much better because. Let's be honest, Hugo Weaving really, really, really solidified Red Skull mm. as Red Skull. Like, you would imagine Captain America's biggest uh, adversary to be uh, terrifying and that more dramatic. Hugo Weaving did that. But beyond that, Red Skull reminiscing how, like, you know, the entire Captain America, the first Avenger turned out to be is just the perfect way to like you know set things in motion and right before that we see captain america without his uh, star on his uh, uniform if you know if you remember that's no mad yes uh, i get it uh, he doesn't speak he has yeah. I, think, I think he has like five lines in the whole movie captain america yeah, Captain America has no, no. He has more than five lines, but he probably he ten lines. Of, but he doesn't. He he's pretty much in the back in a burner. Yeah, he kind, he kind of he kind of takes a step back and you know lets the other people well, have their. Yeah, get, he has the strongest solo franchise amongst them all. He has he's the probably Let, the most fully developed character among everybody. The, he and Tony, he and Tony both, like yeah, both of them, are probably. the strongest developed. But beyond that, it's like so. Everyone is like, yo, what, what's happening? So, uh, basically, Captain America uh, doesn't have the star on his chest because he has moved beyond the conflicts of the, what? Like, the flags and everything? Yeah, like, he is. doesn't care about the countries anymore, right? No more. So, that was prophesized by Red Skull. And bringing back Red Skull in this movie... Mm-hmm was just the perfect way to seal off the entire saga. Right? It is, now that you think about it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just how Marvel is tying up their loose ends. Not exactly they are loose ends. I don't, perfectly... I, I, I don't, I don't think we act, I, I, I don't think this is one of those things they might have thought through. I mean, we, I'm, it could be us just giving too much credit to them at this point. But I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, yeah but like, it's Marvel, I mean... Hmm. You can never rule them out for doing something like this, right? It's Marvel. They obviously probably should have thought something. Otherwise, it doesn't make uh, enough of a sense to even include Red Skull. I mean, why would he be the keeper of Soul Stone? I would guess... Well, that's because he, he got be... blown off into the time portal and nobody really knew where he went. So they were like, okay, fine, let's just Space put portal. him here. Space portal, whatever. Yeah, but I yeah. really want to talk about the Soul Stone here. And this one of the more heart-wrenching parts in the whole movie was where Thanos has to give up the one person he truly loves in order to gain the soul stone and you know you see Gamora laughing right then that there's nobody Thanos loves and here's when you see a different side to the character as he actually starts shedding a tear 
and that this is for because he actually truly did care for Gamora. He he never gave a fuck about the other blue girl, but yeah, Gamora was the one person he truly cared for, and he just drags her. She tries to kill herself, but he just drags her over and throws her off. Interestingly enough, he says that I ignored my destiny once. I'm not going to do this again. I don't know what that meant. So his destiny was the backstory of the entire Infinity War saga. Is that uh, his destiny? Like he means by his destiny is that he was meant to save Titan, his home world. Hmm. But no one on Titan listened to him. So Titan is right now a desolate, uh, like you know. planet or whatever i like how they snuck in the fact that they called him a madman cuz he is the mad titan right? yeah it's yeah. like a yeah. madman it's yeah. it's not exactly going by the mad titan thing but yeah definitely yeah. Right. marvel is just throwing these little tidbits of info and lore from the original comic uh, se- like series without even you know making others uncomfortable towards the whole oh comics are so unwelcome and all that right. jazz but beyond that is like Yeah so that was his destiny he had to ignore it because nobody listened everyone thought that he was he was just rambling and, but hmm. but right now Thanos I don't know man it's it's just so like it's just so like we waited 5 years to see Thanos do what he was going to do and still it still felt just as much abrupt as we thought it would be abrupt like, in what sense it's like it just happened so soon like really i don't know i mean, really yeah, i think I'm... one of the things i would say about this movie is that it it always felt like it was taking its time i never truly felt it was rushing anything which is one thing i'll give it to its credit it reminded me actually of the old school lord of the rings movies where an actual plot is going without anything being cut i don't know what what yeah, yeah i mean think? i mean exactly Yeah I mean exactly but like you know the entire thing like the entire feeling that you would get sitting in the theater watching that happen it still felt like you know like are we honestly ready for next year like we really have to wait another year for this to come to a conclusion like I can't wait like if it would have made me really happy if I would have gotten to see Infinity War 2 like you know just but, but that's I don't know, but that's how it happened that. with Star Wars my friend like people had to wait 2 years after Empire strikes back they got to yeah, be patient I I, 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 <laughs> I know I know it's it's just it's just like that it's just Because doesn't Ant-Man right. and Captain Marvel are going to fill in some of the other gaps that the movie has Yeah left, I right? mean uh, technically Ant-Man isn't going to fill the I gap I do think so because, because Ant-Man is uh, could explore a bit more of the quantum realm or something some no, plot point No uh, Ant-Man is happening right after Civil War but I before understand, I understand but it does not mean that they can't explore a concept that can't be used to help people in the Infinity War 2 because if you remember Ant-Man ex- went through the quantum realm he's one, he's apart from doctor strange he's the only other person to have gone through that right so could yeah, be definitely. anything could definitely be because if you see if we go around okay let's just go to the next part right and this is one of the some of the best parts in the movies right where thor and uh, rocket are in this field getting his stormbreaker done where groot groot lifts up and thor takes a blast from a star through him right oh boy that, yeah. this, this was a visual treat through and through and like anyone who's anyone knows what thor can do this was thor like through and through this was him 
Yeah. Like there was nothing else there. Right. And like, do, holy and, shit. And I really like how they explore the character further from Thor Ragnarok. He's still the dumb guy, but you can see he's using this humor as a coping mechanism, right? Like he's like, Definitely. yeah, anger, everything. It's good. It gives you good motivation. But you can see he's like mourning on the inside. And like you can see he's fighting back his tears as Rocket keeps like talking to him. Right. So this, it just gives him further layers to the character we have never seen before. I, I would I would go as far to say it humanizes a god. Yeah. Basically. I think after Thanos, it was pretty much him who received the maximum character depth in so, this movie. Yeah, most like Thor 1 and 2, we know how atrocious those two movies were. And it just took one movie from what Taika like Taika Waititi and a bit of touch from both the Russo brothers to like Mostly redeem, like, I'm, who am I kidding? He redeemed himself, right. let's be honest. The, that was pretty much Chris Hemsworth at that point. Just yeah, that, that, that was him. And especially the part where you go back to Wakanda and these guys are all set for the biggest fight since Re- Return of the King. That fight was, the way it was set up and shot, it, I'll say it again, it never felt like a superhero movie. Until it felt, yeah, tell me. It felt like something, you know. It like, felt like they it reminded were, me of Braveheart. Exactly, it reminded me of Braveheart at a point. Yeah, I would say it. It's like now a lot of people are going to criticize us for saying this, but it felt like one of those old movies where we are waiting for a full-fledged war to happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like those, when, like a Ridley Scott epic, like those uh, sword and sandals movies, right? Yeah, I mean. It's it's like those movies, but it's kind of set in the new age, like you know, the Braveheart and all I those movies telling. are from the yeah. Like it's it's Marvel is changing the entire scene of the movie franchise it's, and all that. It's what I was gonna tell people. Like this movie was like Empire Strikes Back and the two towers happening simultaneously because we look at the plot, the way things are going. Those guys, uh, the uh, the team A going over there to infiltrate uh, to Mad Titan. This whole sci-fi plot going on. And on the ground on Earth, this whole legendary battle happening until Thor just like straight up comes down. And you know what? I I really wish they would have used in uh, you know the immigrant song one last time there as well. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, did it, did he like does Thor even need the immigrant song when he can channel the Bifrost on his own? I mean, come on, seriously, <laughs> dude. The guy went nuts the when, when Thor was going. Like, okay, did you did you see? Did you notice the moment Thor? Like you know, jumps up into the air, hmm. grabs Stormbreaker, charges up like. He blacks out He's broken. the entirety of Wakanda. He blacks out entirety of Wakanda and destroys what an entire platoon or legion full of aliens. Like holy Jesus, Thor! What have been? It's not him what? who. It's not just him who is broken. It's also Doctor Strange. If you see him fighting Thanos, holy, I mean, yeah, Doctor that Strange. part, that part where he just Your fights Thanos. Uh, 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 he, like, he gets all these hands around him like some Eastern mystical guy and just like breaks uh, oh, the, like, I, can't I, I was I, I, I thought it was like it was more of like shadow clone jutsu than like, it was more Naruto than Naruto was ever like Naruto like holy Jesus <laughs> yeah, it, like, just, it turned into an anime after that point right where these guys this guy's, <laughs> yeah, this guy is giving all Hadouken and like Kamehameha waves all like, over I mean, Thanos brings not... down a moon and it just goes nuts after that Spider-Man jumping across these portals and like just shouting at him okay 
Yeah. Okay, yeah, that part was extremely well done where like, you know, Thanos uses all the infinity stones and Doctor Strange just uses his like mis- uh, mystical arts to fight that like Right. I don't know how broken Thor is, but Doctor Strange is definitely broken. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange the, the guy saw through 14 million the guy saw through 14 million For, things okay. and he's to like to be exact for 14 million 605 i counted i yeah. remember the exact count and he's like they have only one chance of success so despite all the fuck ups and despite star lord's fuck up that oh, apparently is God. the only way things could have gone because people give star lord a lot of flack but i'm like dude even if the guy would have gotten gems let's just figure out the, uh, you get off his you remove it from his hands thanos is just going to slaughter all of you and then you have nobody else to save at least if doctor the you saw doctor strange give him the time gem thanos left them and half of them had a chance to survive rather than thanos just simply destroying all of them just think about that for a moment i would i would argue in the sense that doctor strange was keep keeping the time gem in a different dimension like you you saw him like right. apparate the time gem out right right even if they had gotten the gauntlet rip out of his hands given enough time like even you know even a moment even a sliver of moment i think strange could have teleported it out of there out of thanos hand yeah granted it would have taken thanos absolutely no time at all to find it again but still they might have had a chance but we wouldn't know i mean okay now that we know that what happens is the like, only yeah. way it could have happened uh, uh, no it's the only way it could have happened there's only one yeah, I mean, possible way they can win yeah but still time as we know from different movie universes and all that time is something that can change at any given point of time and even doctor strange himself said in his movie that time is something that like you know no one can control other than the sole owner of the time gem now only thanos is the sole owner of the time gem so it just shows that i don't know man they could have done something way 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 more like you know outward things with the time gem i know that's what's going to happen in the next movie i believe everybody's told the okay let, before we get to that let's just see what happens after thanos gets the stone the, after that he's unstoppable he goes back on earth and just when he thought they've won right you just thought that yeah these guys have won and there's this really thanos enters right and he just starts wiping people off left right and center nobody holds a candle to them captain america gets a few shots but he, he the trailers were misleading first of all hulk never yeah, hulks out and uh, he God. does not pose any threat to thanos he just wipes and then you see scarlet witch actually you know in this really emotional moment destroy the stone uh, destroying vision and the stone with it and thanos is so cool he's like yeah you know what i'll just bring back time and just and he destroys vision again <laughs> in like two times in like less than two minutes Yeah that was that was like oh wow you um I don't know you kind of uh, took my stone away yeah fine I'll just I'll just bring it back man it's it's not a problem at all like that was just oh okay they went through all that just to face that wow that was that was a bummer and then so, and then and then Thor comes in straight up snipe shots him with the stormbreaker 
and at that moment you really yeah. feel like Thanos Thanos really is in pain at that point right he just like stabs it in him and Thor is like yeah i got you bitch and this guy is like in pain but he slowly comes up and he's like should have gone for the head man and <laughs> snaps his finger as is in the comics yeah i mean one thing i one thing i would like to point out is how wonderfully hemsworth has grown into his character that he can bring out the emotions like i don't know if you noticed the like anger and rage in thor's eyes when he like impales thanos with stormbreaker it really really shows and i didn't expect like if you noticed i mean he uh, had the thor- he had the most to uh, yeah. to beef with thanos amongst all yeah, of them yeah i mean uh, yeah hemsworth uh, when he started out i think he started out as a like you know a comedy character and all that mm-hmm. seeing that vast range of emotions from him i'm like i'm impressed by hemsworth talk about point. yeah and, yeah go ahead like and then of course josh brolin with his like Josh Brolin did a fantastic job portraying Thanos. I never knew Let's he had it in him to be honest. I never knew he had this in him. I was always very skeptical of the dude. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last movie I saw of Josh Brolin was what what was that Jonah Hex like holy shit that was a travesty. <laughs> he has been in a few good movies but and he never kind of stuck off as this like Yeah, he never kind of stood out yeah. but This movie this movie made him and stand dude, out the ending oh. 10 minutes let's just get to the ending 10 minutes of when he snaps yeah. his fingers the gloves yeah, are but, totally but, smashed but before 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 getting into the ending let's let's just talk about our home like let's talk about our homeboy Steve Rogers for a bit hmm. can we all agree that that entrance was probably the hyped up and probably the only entrance that lived up to the hype I think no I think this uh, in are you saying in Infinity War Yeah Infinity War like everyone saw Steve Rogers coming out of the shadows and it was him yeah. in the trailer Oh yeah you see the trains and, and you see a, the silhouette going on and it, then you, you see, see a sh- you see a shadow and you're like that's for that's 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 familiar yeah. and then he just grabs Proxima Midnight's beard like it's nobody's business Oh that that entrance is like, pretty badass Well Like imagine a superhero entrance without him landing on his knees and everything but still being a superhero landing right entrance and all that that's captain america that's my boy right there it's it's it was glory but yeah this is where it gets and all the prediction said that either cap and to or tony would die that's not what happened when thanos snapped his fingers right you see <laughs> you see winter soldier falling across you see all of these guys going And there's this this really misleading shot where Black Panther goes and like uh, just Black Panther disappears. That's when uh, that sort of took me off a bit because that's when I realized yeah, okay exactly. fine this is not exactly. going to be permanent, right? It's it it didn't at that point when people started disappearing it didn't have that effect until Peter Parker started disappearing and I can't give pro- enough props to Tom Holland and how much of an acting talent he is i think amongst all people this guy in his future is going to be the i don't know man i can just say this, this, this most definitely most definitely the acting talent this guy has as nobody else in his age range or anyone around his age range has that that moment where he just fell in tony stark's arms and just says that just stop i don't want to go it just sells you on the fact that he's a little kid who's just scared 
and at this at this very end he just says i'm sorry and disappears and the amount of guilt you can feel on tony stark's face that he yeah, this is the kid he brought up and it's the closest thing he has to a son and that's gone that's what sold me even though i know he's going to come back you can't have marvel movie without spiderman that he's your biggest superhero right but he's going to come back but that scene was just ah oh, god heart wrenching yeah i mean when you're talking about raising the stakes high that's it that's that's the end game right there yeah. i mean i'm co- i'm quoting tony stark right now doctor strange no, um no 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 the end game in the sense uh, in age of ultron right when uh, ultron escapes and uh, tony says like that that up there that's the end yeah game. i got you so like that's this right here that's that's the end game like we see like the only guardians left right now are nebula and rocket raccoon hmm the only asgardian left is thor and it's og avengers now it's the old avengers yeah it's it's the old, and that's like, a very smart one. thing from russo brothers part is like they've reduced the characters to the old avengers and those guys can have enough screen time to shine before they like retire and you can have in the meanwhile i believe that these souls are trapped in the soul stone or something and it gives these guys the new avengers the same space to like team up and become a team together so what i believe in the next avengers is like these two groups basically bond with each other and then they sell you off on both ideas the fact that this avengers this is the closing movie for the original avengers and they also sell you on the new avengers acting as a team i thought that was a really smart thing to do yeah i mean right now they are kind of letting the older team uh, like you know take take a seat back because no well, I, i think they're the ones who are going to take a seat front in the next one yeah i mean uh, of course because they are the only ones left but yeah. i mean this is this is their final movie yeah. pretty yeah. much together this is their final this movie, their final movie. Uh, chris evans has stated that he's not going to return as captain america i mean I, th- i think i think he's still open to no no he clearly said that he he clearly specified that's going to be his last movie he's not returning after that well can't say anything for sure in the comic book <laughs> i he let's, could come but i believe it's going to be more of cameo roles i suppose but i don't think it's yeah, going to come yeah cameos or like you know a one off saying like yeah. okay uh, i i i mean new york is again in i i, I guess know, he could become a news reporter or a, probably a president or something like that probably or you know? he could just be a trainer for the he avengers he could just become a trainer like, or he could be a pt teacher at spiderman school either way works yeah yeah i mean it's 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 him what <laughs> like what does he has to lose but even then uh i don't know like the ending of the movie kind of left us i mean i i even though i had read the spoilers and everything i expected everything i knew how the entire movie would turn up it's still I don't know. It it still felt so real at the at that time like when the entire thing was taking place. Hmm. Like Black Panther is uh Black Panther is gone. That that was like you know him saying to Okoye it's like general this is not the time to die. And I thought like Okoye was going away but then all of a sudden you see Black Panther just disappearing. Hmm. So like that was that was 
really 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 unexpected in like you know their part hmm. i didn't expect them to take black panther away i am but like, i but uh, i but it also kind of took me away from the effect of that like i said in the whole thing because i was like yeah these guys are going to come back there's no way black panther is going to stay dead it's not happening yeah but it kind of felt like okay i guess marvel is ready to take uh, risks they're not like russos are not fooling around we are not going to have a like you know a kayfabe oh okay they're just gone for the next 3 minutes and instantly they come back with some plot hole uh thing for the next one movie they're pretty much gone the, yeah they're dead like yeah so like they're dead for the time being mm. and we just have to deal with whoever's left and whoever's going to come in the next movie and speaking of that i think it's finally time to say who's going to come next captain marvel it's yeah no no one in the theater i went to knew who she was like you the... see nick fury disappearing and... with a signature motherfucker just about to say that but it's gone and then yeah, you see that pager and i'm i was the only one when like who actually like not screamed out i was not going to scream out i actually like exclaimed in a really loud voice is like Oh shit they actually gave that throwback referring right. to the motherfucker from like snakes on a plane <laughs> and as like shit they actually gave the throwback and no one no one picked up on that and the guy sitting next to me he kind of looked at me as like eh what and like uh, never mind but <laughs> yes and speaking of that like the old old school pager and all that and of course i'm the only one who's there and like oh shit captain marvel there it is and one thing i would like to say that uh captain marvel could have been you know that that post credit scene could have been in the movie for all it all its worth and it wouldn't have changed a damn thing it would still would have had but, the same but but marvel as after credits are now a thing because people uh are really anticipate those and that's a great way to sell let's face it a post credit scenes are mostly to sell the next movie and that's the yeah, best way they I could mean, have done that I mean I understand but again I don't know if you had if you have read that uh, article it was by one of uh, I think one of the Russo brothers took an interview with someone and they actually at one point they actually considered not having an after uh, like post credit or mid credit scene I understood and, I understand that uh, it would have made sense for this movie Yeah it would have made sense for like you know Infinity War but I'm I'm like I still am yeah, kind of like the person who is like yeah they could have done it without the post credit but even then it's still okay like you know we know that what's going to happen next uh it would be interesting to see the Kree versus Skrull war if that actually happens no those are going to happen and, they, they do say that the Skrull is going to be a big part of the Captain Yeah Marvel the Skrulls movie. are here and the Kree would be there of course right and uh, Lee Pace is uh, confirmed to re like you know uh, play Ronan again. Right. And uh, I think I saw one or two uh, early production uh, uh, photos from the Captain Marvel uh, movie where Nick Fury and uh, Carol Danvers are in the you know same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw picture. those two. I saw those two. So. 
Yeah, that was that was interesting to see, and that definitely brings me a huge amount of joy. So yeah, let's be honest. Very hype, very hype for the next year for the things. Like, and let's wait for July this year. So we already have, I think, Ant Man and Wasp Ant-Man coming and out Wasp. this July. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and next up is Captain Marvel, and finally we are going to get the final movie of Phase Three. And which is going to be the culmination of everything built since 2008 everything since like, 2008 this is this is most definitely the biggest phenomenon in the cinematic world since i guess its inception i would no 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 that's a bit, that's stretching it a bit i guess no that's that <laughs> i i guess that's stressing it i would yeah, stretching I, it i, I, I know some... it's it's not star wars level or uh, anything but it's still of its current uh, generation definitely yeah yeah definitely yeah. but you know i i mean you would, you have to take into consideration that star wars is stretching through like i don't i think two generations at this point right yeah but this is the culmination we are seeing the culmination of the mcu in our generation only like we are the generation who saw mcu uh like you know yeah, like come i said across. it's the biggest thing to happen for this generation is what like, i think that's that's it's that's it's a, for us this yeah, is this us. is literally call, for us yeah we can't i don't believe we are in a position to actually call something the biggest since its phenomenon but definitely for this generation i believe there yeah, there's nothing else quite like yeah, it at I mean, this moment If yeah. if if someone back in two thousand and eight had told me that infinite like we would see Thanos wielding the Infinity Gauntlet ten years later, hmm. I would have laughed at their face. Right. And but, but here it now, is. Here it is. And here it, and, and, and we are going to now. S- I mean, X X Men and Fantastic Four. Do not even seem that weird in the context of MCU. They don't. They don't. You That's could just, not... in fact, you could just have the meet up in an alternate world with the other yeah, Avengers I mean, and have it work I mean, in timeline. I'm pretty, now. Sure, I'm pretty sure by 2016, not even. Uh, what am I saying? 2016 by 2021, Avengers will meet the X Men or the Fantastic Four. I can just see it. Yep. and that's going to be interesting to see because that's one way to carry on forward and have more characters that i mean that would be let, at the heart of way, it heart of the way, at the heart of the matter are more popular than the ones that we started off with right so in a way you keep keep things still fresh and interesting a lot of things I mean, to go but yeah that's all the time we have actually on this any closing thoughts on up any closing thought is that if you haven't watched the movie you you really need to watch the movie i'm i'm we're we're not joking we, we are really not joking really agree i can't say enough you have to have to have to watch it is it is pro, it is the star wars of this generation more so than the star wars it's that is like happening. everyone was saying like oh my god this is uh, what was that i think yeah this is this is the empire strike back uh, strikes back of our age mm-hmm. i wouldn't say that much but it's definitely not the empire strikes back because the empire strikes back still exists it's it, <laughs> no it's its, it's, its own like, thing it's its own thing it's its own uh, thing that people will compare to it's a landmark for uh, superhero genres and movies in general the same way the dark knight was it, that's the best way we can put it yeah but i mean 
let's take a look at how the dark knight ended up and how mcu ended up they basically came out in 2008 the same year right iron man had to come compete with dark knight who we i mean it's arguably the best batman movie it's arguably the best superhero movie made still holds up and you still can't believe that it's it's 10 years ago Yeah, I, I just face it it's the best superhero movie made. Period. Mm, yeah. Uh, in in my opinion the best superhero movie that is actually enjoyable as a superhero movie. What? I would Dark say Dark Knight is enjoyable as a superhero movie. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. It is. It is. But as a whole uh package of an enjoyable experience, I would say it's The Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier comes second for me. in my opinion it I mean, is yeah, it's, it's, it's right it's up there it's it's possible yeah i can see that yeah, i can see why somebody would but... take winter soldier over dark knight i can see that yeah definitely yeah, I mean... though but it's crazy exactly. how russo brothers have grown and they they started off with arrested development and community two uh, two shows that have this really original concept and a lot of characters to juggle with and how marvel has like slowly given them these projects from winter soldier which was a compact uh, thrill uh, you know political thriller spy thriller spy thriller to civil war which had few more characters to straight up infinity war the way they've grown and it's amazing I mean, because if you see the original marvel where they got joss whedon who was perfect for that movie considering he does he does a lot of ensemble movies like firefly series and the buffy the vampire slayer so he was perfect for that but for this one it was definitely the russo brothers who could do it and nobody else yeah i mean uh, i still i mean i love the original avengers movie hmm. everyone does everyone who's even slightly invested in the mcu would love the, the avengers the special effects still look a little bit wonky but the character interactions are incredible it still holds up i mean come on it's the avengers right. you're seeing your comic book characters come in a single movie for the first time in forever that's the best thing in the world next thing we see avengers age of ultron i would say mcu kind of took a step back in age of ultron that's the exact moment i start wondering what could have happened if russo brothers had directed avengers 2 because i think if russo brothers had had been given the uh, you know directive rights they would have chosen a whole different villain for for age of ultron i guess avengers 2 could have been a very different experience it's all right uh, avengers 2 was still fine i'm one of the few people who still likes it i guess it couldn't have been made I mean, any different yeah, I mean, I, yeah, in it, my it, opinion it, it you couldn't us. have gotten the other good marvel movies if avengers 2 did not make those mistakes I, i'm just saying yeah definitely yeah definitely, definitely. You, i'm it, it it gave us vision it yeah, gave no. us wonder max and moreover if it, it's marvel always learns by its mistakes and if there were no mistakes it would yeah. not have learned yeah, those exactly. in the first place exactly exactly definitely yeah. So, Infinity so, War is, I think, the best realization of all the things that Marvel has learned, and much more. It's basically all payoff from everything that we've done, and that's why everybody needs to watch it. Okay, finally, I guess that concludes everything we had to say. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I know this was a long and very hasty thing, but we just had to gush out and get it out of our system. So, Anup, like, just final words. Final words is that. 
uh, even after you have heard us talk about it, like we are not done rambling about it. I mean, give us an entire day and we still can go about it. There's tons of conjecture to give out regarding Infinity War, but we like both of us can like wholeheartedly suggest go watch the fucking movie right now. Go watch. Yeah, go watch movie. it. Go watch it. Stop watching this podcast and yeah. Like stop watching our podcast. There's like I think there's an hour left for your final uh, screening for this weekend. Just go for it. Go, go for it watch right, it. right now. Right. We're done here. Ciao. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.